transition over to our next story, Mr. Tyler. We're going to be chatting about buffets and Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, when we think about buffets, they're an American staple. We've got our Golden Corrals. We've got our CeCe's Pizzas, right? But many normal pre-COVID brick-and-mortar offerings, I think moving forward, are not going to be seen as normal nor are they going to be seen as sustainable anymore. And this is especially true in the food and beverage industry. Uh, Restaurateurs are having to absolutely change up every aspect of their restaurants to adapt to COVID. And one of these, uh, I don't know, logistical barriers is maintaining the buffet during and after COVID. I'd say buffets are under the microscope right now, especially because they are such a perfect concoction, in my opinion, for COVID spreading. You've got tight lines, open air food serving, sharing of utensils, a low rate of swapping food out. You know, those utensils that everyone picks up just get dunked back into the food. Oof. All difficult to readapt to a COVID environment where, you know, one cough onto the orange chicken could turn the orange chicken into COVID chicken. Uh, so Caesars Entertainment in Las Vegas, which is like the parent company for uh, many big name uh, uh, casinos and venues in the Vegas area, including the Rio and the Cromwell, uh, they are pretty much done with buffets. They've revo- uh, excuse me, they've reopened all but three of their resorts in Vegas. So other than the Rio, Planet Hollywood, and the Cromwell, they have reopened uh, the majority of their locations. And about 58% of their workforce, so a, a clear majority, is back on the job as well. So with all of these operations coming back to a normal pace... What isn't coming back to a normal pace is their food operations. And the Mm. Caesars Entertainment experience is uh, going to look way different. Uh, And that includes a major departure from buffets. Uh, I believe it's just no buffets at all. Uh, And that's also a uh, departure from some other not as profitable business ventures, such as their marketing promotions, et cetera, et cetera. So this also comes amid an 80% decrease in profits for Q2 compared to 2019, which is a net loss of about $100 million for uh, Caesars Entertainment, which is brutal. So with all of this lost money, with uh, you know a crunched budget, and with COVID uh destroying what we conceived as normal food operations. What are some of your thoughts here, Tyler? Do you think buffets have a future? Whether or not we're talking, you know, a high-end Vegas buffet or we're talking the Golden Corral uh, down the street? Man, I... I love buffets, um, but yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> they're they're delicious. Uh, I'll I'll still I'll still crush some CCs. Uh, you know, when I'm in Vegas, I'll hit up a a good buffet, a bad buffet. It doesn't really matter. I just love them. Um, but you can obviously see the issues in a in a COVID world and even in a post COVID world. However, I do think that some of the conversation and some of the maybe reaction to how COVID is going to change our society long term. I think because we're in the midst of it, it um, it amplifies how much we think things will change moving forward. And I'm not saying things aren't going to. I think things are, are, are going to change naturally. But I think that if somebody says there will no longer be traditional office places, you know, uh, places of work, 
um, and that they will largely go away. I, I, I honestly don't think that that's going to happen. Do I think that more people are going to be able to work from home? Sure. Do I think there's going to be more flexibility for people to work from home uh, moving forward? Yeah, I think that that's probably the case. I think plenty of businesses have seen the, the value in that. Um, but I don't think that the traditional office place is going anywhere. This, in, in the same way, I think that I think that buffets will be reduced. You know, I think there will be fewer of them, fewer options. Um, I don't think that they will be maybe as large of a part of the uh, the eating, uh, you know, the, the culinary landscape maybe as they've been in the past. But I don't think that they're going to disappear completely, right? And and so. I think that's probably it. I think in the end, a lot of things are going to move more towards an attitude of what do what do you as a consumer feel comfortable with? And I think that there will always be people who will feel comfortable going to a buffet. So as long as that's the case, I think that there will be some that exist. I just think there'll be fewer. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that buffets might be one of those... Uh, cultural food institutions that disappear entirely, at least for a while. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being overly, uh, I mean, optimistic isn't the right word. Cause it's not like I'm like craving the death of buffets, but maybe I'm, I'm giving too much credence to the impact that COVID is going to have on, uh, on buffets and how much that's going to impact public perception. But at least in my anecdotal social circles, uh, you know, no one is looking at buffets with wide eyes, uh, not even closed eyes. You know, I I pretend I cannot see. You know, the meme where the people like the eyes are closed and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 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 quoting Twitter. That's uh, too niche, too obscure. But the the buffet is not even a consideration, right? Like not at all. It's it's a joke. Like absolutely, I'm not going to a buffet anytime soon. And it, it it's not just something that consumers are straying away from. Like we've had direct conversation from the government on buffets. Uh, in March, the FDA recommended discontinuing self-service buffets and salad bars until at least after the pandemic subsides, which we could be seeing go deep into 2021, if we're being honest. Uh, U.S. buffet sales were about $5 billion in 2019. And this is according to some research from the NPD Group, which uh, is a uh, uh, market research firm. However, that $5 billion in buffet sales is only about 1% of the hmm. total restaurant business. So with that in mind, if we look at how Caesars Entertainment is dealing with buffets, I, I think COVID is a motivator. But I think that 80% drop in Q2 profits is probably more of a motivator. Like, let's think about it this way. If buffets were still churning out cash during COVID, right? Like, let's say they found some way to adapt it to where it works. Everyone has their own utensils or, um, you know, you order off a menu that is buffet style, but they bring the food to you, which is what we're seeing happen in uh, the Wynn Casino. They mm -hmm. had five live cooking stations now they're reopening them with servers bringing food to the table like at a regular restaurant that's how they're adapting their buffet so you know even with all of that uh caesar's i think is more motivated by the q2 drop in profits than necessarily the covid uh and 
I think that is, I mean, the, the reason why I think that is really just the attitudes of large corporate conglomerates. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not really like any super evidence that Caesars is thinking this way. But when I look at uh, companies of this size, and when we're talking about profit, we're talking about generating value, you know, they're quick to axe things that don't turn them a profit. And they're also quick to uh, pad things and keep them churning if they do turn a profit, no mm-hmm. matter the, uh, you know, the labor cost or the environmental cost or the consumer cost, whatever, right? If it turns a profit, they're going to find a way to keep it going. And the fact that U.S. buffet sales as a whole in 2019 were only 1% of all restaurant business, I imagine with an 80% drop in Q2 profits, Caesars probably saw buffets as, okay, this is, this is not turning us a profit now. And it's just uh, now a logistical nightmare to keep up. So it's a perfect opportunity to just gut this. There's no reason to bring it back um, because it doesn't make us any money in the first place and we're tight on funds. So I I really think it's a little more motivated by the profit-seeking than necessarily the COVID safety. Like I think the COVID safety aspect of it is more of a, um, a, a way for them to reason okay, let's just chop this. It's the perfect timing to do so uh, versus, oh my God, I, I can't wait to you know make an experience that is perfect for our customers. Let's get rid of the buffet because you know we saw much of Vegas reopen prematurely mm-hmm. with major spikes in COVID cases. So I wouldn't say casino management uh, in general is uh, you know being the bastion of... Uh, covid safety business operations so what are your thoughts there i think the i think what you mentioned about profits actually you know makes a lot of sense and maybe changes my mind a little bit because i I think those numbers are indicative of maybe a, a a larger shift right um so that that makes a lot of sense to me um that it is more about profits and and what people actually bring in off of buffets over necessarily safety concerns because yeah my, my my primary i you know thought behind this was that there will always be people who um you know there, there will be people who transition back and aren't concerned about the the safety of of uh you know a thing like a buffet in the future right and i i, I think that there will be certain things that go back to normal and i would assume that that if buffets are available that people would go back but there is i think like you said a, a strong argument to be made for the fact that they're just not simply not profitable enough to um, profitable enough to kind of push through these concerns and to make a big push to reopen once COVID is behind us, whenever that may be. Agreed, man. Definitely agree there. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 